This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Hello, and welcome back to Paladin Financial Talk. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial, and as always with us, Mr. Tony Shore. How are you doing today, Tony? I am doing so good, Jeff. I've had a great week. Really fun. I I love it. Went to a concert last night, nice. had a blast, saw a band called The Wallows. They're very good. I, I would recommend you check them out. Very good. I yeah. like it. Yeah, my daughter's into them, so I took her and her friends. And Very nice. Very nice. And you're enjoying the 14 days of nice weather that we'll have in Minnesota <laughs> here this year. Yeah, I've enjoyed a couple of the 14. They don't always yeah. happen in a row, Yeah, <laughs> but we do get 14 good days. Yeah, it's, it is beautiful out. Well, this this week uh, on to our show, we're going to talk about bear markets, and there's uh, we've been reintroduced to volatility in the last six months or so, and it's it's easy to have forgotten how that can feel. And I thought it would be a good time to revisit a topic we talked about last year, which is preparing for a bear market, making sure that your retirement portfolio is structured soundly. So if that does occur, it's not going to be a game changer for you. One of the things that uh, I found interesting, there was a study done. Years ago, 2010, uh, right after the 2008 crash, and it asked retirees, what percentage of you have delayed retirement by a year or more? And the answer was 24%. So 24% of people that were planning on retiring within a year delayed that because of the bear market. So it's a relevant topic. It can happen to anyone. So we want to make sure we've got a good plan to protect against that type of situation. Sure. And bear markets can be bad, as you mentioned, 2008, and then before that in 2001. And we've even seen some recent volatility in the markets. Of course, you know, they go up and down with some corrections when there's uh, talks of the trade wars, things like that. Now, before we jump into that full throttle, I do want to mention, I heard your voice on the radio. Oh, you did. All right. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm driving along and uh, my favorite song fades out. And all of a sudden I hear your voice and I'm like, wait a minute, are they playing our show? Uh, But you've done uh, some some ads that I've been hearing on the radio, right? Yes, we are. We're doing uh, we're on three different radio stations here locally and uh, for the future. And uh, yeah, we're rotating between those three a week on each one. And yeah, see that goes get the word out about what we do and give people some ideas to help them prepare for their retirement. Well, yeah, you're going to be a busy guy between this podcast and those radio ads. I know you're offering that complimentary consultation where you'll sit down and talk to folks about where they're at, give them a second opinion on that, look at how much risk they have versus uh, how much they need or, or should have or can tolerate. So I think that's great. And now when you talk about a bear market, uh, we should probably begin by defining exactly what that is. I mean, 2008 was and 2009, that was a bear market, right? When the stock market dropped quite a bit? Correct. Yes. Yeah. Bear market, really, it's a condition in which securities prices in general fall and there's widespread pessimism that causes that downward spiral that we've, we've seen before. And figures can vary, but generally 20% or more 
decline in prices over a two month period is considered entry into a bear market. So you take the famous 1987 crash, October oh, yeah. 19th, and uh, often referred to as Black Monday. And on that day, the, the market plummeted all across the world. And uh, it, there was actually a 22.6% decline in the U.S. stock market. And that's the single largest trading session fall in history, even larger than 1929. And it, it took the market two years to return to the level it was before Black Monday of 1987. So analysts aren't expecting another uh, Black Monday anytime soon, but we want to keep in mind that such events do occur and have a good plan to make sure, again, that's not going to make a big change in your retirement. Yeah. Why is this so important for us to understand this? Yeah. It's a normal part of investing. You know, things go up and things go down as that's part of the, the investing world. And there's a CNBC article, eight things you need to know about bear markets. And it looked at from 1900 to 2013, there actually were 32 bear markets, one every 3.5 years. And addition, the market recovered an average of, uh, in an average of 10 months after a correction. So that's, uh, that's pretty significantly. So we've experienced a bear market for a period of 17 months between October of 2007 and March 2009. So that's, uh, it definitely can occur and we want to be aware of that. Yeah. So uh, what other factors could fuel a turn for a bear market? I mean, we do have a lot of um, baby boomers retiring every day. I've, I just heard recently, I'd never thought of this, but all those baby boomers retiring, Jeff, uh, some of them, of course, pull more money out of their stock market. So mm -hmm. with 10000 a day doing that, um, some people say that could cause a bear market. Yeah, it could trigger, a, you know, an emotional reaction to, hey, what's going on here? But, you know, be, with baby boomers and their ages and that being phased over time. Yeah, it's more spread out. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's a, it's a good point. But uh, yeah, what causes a, a bear market? Uh, one of the biggest things is economic and geopolitical factors. I love the word geopolitical. I feel so <laughs> fancy saying that. Yeah. But they, that could weigh heavily on, on markets performance. That's basically the big, big dogs fighting back and forth, China, U.S. and Brexit, things like that. What that really means is international policy. You have regime changes, uh, political violence, unexpected election results, war, all those things can make investors nervous. And you go back to, you think of Greece and what occurred with Greece. Oh yeah. They're a, they're a, a blip on the radar in terms of their economic impact, but a lot of people freaked out about it and it, it did have some shock waves um, as a result. Of yeah. That. The markets took a hit when yeah. they, when the news of Greece uh, being bankrupt or whatever, or being broke came out. Yeah. Yep. It seems like there's no shortage of factors that can feed a bear market. Absolutely. Absolutely. So some other things, a market correction can easily transform into a bear market uh, because of prolonged periods of investor uncertainty. And that a lot of times that goes back to politics and what's going to happen and uh, the fear of the unknown. Uh, but bear markets can develop when the market isn't able to support stock prices. So for example, the tech bubble that burst in the early 2000s, there was a lot of uh, things getting out of hand. Prices weren't supported. It was a little bit irrational. So uh, another thing, economic and political climates can also sink investor confidence. Oh, yeah. And uh, that can take a turn on the market. There was a, an article CNN did in December. Uh, investors are hypersensitive to politics. And that's a very 
We're all very well well aware yeah. of that. Can't, Especially right now. <laughs> can't get away from it. Can you say tariffs? Yeah. <laughs> I can say tariffs. So in a survey of a thousand investors, forty percent of them felt that politics were extremely or very important. And seventy percent of those investors admitted that news headlines influence their investment decisions. Yikes. So we with investing there's logic and there's emotion and a lot of times emotion uh, pulls out. yeah <laughs> pulls logic along. Yeah. Well, you know what, Jeff, let's take a minute here to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to set up that complimentary consultation because uh, that way they can hedge against uh, market downturns. Yeah, give us a call, folks. Our phone number is 877-219-3199 or visit us on the interweb at financialpaladin.com. Uh, check us out, learn more about how we can help you prepare for your retirement and come in for a complimentary second opinion and we'll see if we can help you out. All right. That sounds like a great deal, Jeff. And listeners, a reminder, you're listening to Paladin Financial Talk. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host, the man with the plan, Jeff Foley of Paladin Financial. And today, Jeff, you've been talking about preparing our retirement and our investments for bear markets, being prepared for that. In the first segment, you detailed some of the things that contribute to bear markets. And you mentioned uh, a bear market uh, article on investopedia.com. And now I know you want to analyze some of the bear markets, different stages. And I'd never heard of a bear market having different stages. That's not something I'd thought of before. So tell us about that. What's the first stage? Yeah, Tony, the first stage, it's usually characterized by high prices, statement of the obvious, but also strong investor sentiment. And that investor sentiment is our overall attitude towards the markets. And that phase ends when investors leave the market and they take their profit with them. So they think that hey, we're, we're at the top, we're going to pull out of this. So the money that, that's leaving the market, that triggers the bear market's second stage. And as stock prices fall, trading slows and also corporate profits shrink. So obviously, previous economic indicators will begin trending downward. And when these factors combine, some investors become uneasy and it kind of it's a pile on effect, if you will. Yeah. And uh, another fancy term for a capitulation. This is uh, that's what capitulation is. And nice. Panic selling. So. Yeah. Well, panic selling, uh, that's an image that comes to my mind is and something I've seen in movies is a sell off, you know, panic brokers waving papers, yelling, sell, sell, sell. Like uh, I'm thinking of the movie Trading Places and Wall Street, right? Yep. Yep. That's good. Good classics there. Yeah. It's, uh, Hollywood has some very good imagery to go along with that. Yeah. And that actually triggers the, the bear market's third stage where we see speculators who say, hey, you know, maybe we'll step in here and we're going to take advantage of this and uh, take that risk uh, and know, hey, things have gone down. They're going to come back up over time. So, But speculators, they often have a much shorter investment time frame than traditional investors. So you can see them moving in and out of the market very quickly. But as they start investing in the market, some prices and trading activity increase. And in a bear market's final stage, stock prices slowly drop. And those lower prices eventually bring investors back, the traditional investors, not the speculators, uh, thus paving the way for future bull markets. Yeah. So to keep in mind the basic principle, buy low, sell high, Yes, which most people don't, the studies show, uh, but that's what you should do. Uh, so a bear market is a lot like or a bit like a market correction. What are the differences between a bear market and what you always call a correction? 
I, I used to work with someone who had a phrase, all dogs are not, all dogs are collies, but all, not all dogs are collies. And I, I digress, but a correction is not a, not a <laughs> oh no, all collies are, do- all collies are dogs, Yes, but not all dogs coll- are collies. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So a correction is not a bear market and a bear market is not a correction though. They do share some common traits. Corrections provide value investors an opportunity to get into the market. So they see value in those prices dropping. However, because it's difficult to determine the best time to invest in a bear market, there's rarely a good opportunity for investors. So when you work with a financial services professional, they should be helping you to make important financial decisions like creating investment plans to fit your unique situation. And I call this having a good spend down strategy. So based on when you might need income from assets, your risk tolerance, your personal situation, adjusting your portfolio so you have different buckets of assets that are going to behave differently in different market environments. Well, and we've been experiencing a a very extended bull market, right? I mean, at at least uh, uh, technically, we're still in that bull market, right? Yeah, we talked about this last year, and I don't have the updated number for this. Uh, should have looked this up, but uh, CNBC did an article we talked about last year, and it was like 34, 3,500 days of the U.S. Bull, mar- bull market and became the longest on record back in August of la- last year. So it'd be irresponsible for us to think that that's going to continue forever. We know it goes up and down. Um, so the market could continue trending upward for a while, but don't be surprised if it's sooner rather than later that that comes back to earth. So it's more important than ever to remain committed to your overall investment strategy. Going back to what you were saying, Tony, of buying low, selling high, and not hitting that panic button at the wrong long time. Right. And, and staying, you mentioned uh, staying in it for the long term. Uh, avoiding that time frame that you mentioned speculators use. They just use a short-term window. Exactly, Tony. Speculators are looking at a very short time horizon. And our philosophy, our approach at Paladin Financial is we're not trying to time the market. Uh, Very few people are able to do that successfully and have a long track record of doing so. Everyone can get lucky. Rather, our approach is to use common sense, use diversification, as I talked about, different buckets of assets for different time frames, and have an intelligent plan that's adjusted over time as your life and the markets change around you. So if we do have a bear market, again, it shouldn't be a big game changer for you because your plan is set up appropriately. Right. And how does all this impact uh, us, the individual, our listeners as the investor? So let's say you're more aggressively invested than what your plan would support. You've, you have greater exposure once that market downturn begins. This is when it's an advantage to have someone help you to manage your money and uh, make sure you have a prudent plan around that. For us, the first step of doing that is taking our color of money risk analysis online. So if you go to our, our website, uh, financialpaladin.com, and you click on color of money uh, at the top, and there are 11 questions in that color money risk analysis. Takes just a couple minutes to complete that. That will give you your risk tolerance score. And then the second step would be to evaluate how do your assets compare to that. You want to make sure your assets match your risk tolerance. Yeah. So, how does that color of money risk analysis accomplish all that? Yeah. So it's an an online questionnaire and it quickly and clearly assesses your financial picture and gives you a roadmap that's designed around your risk preferences. So it's a combination of some facts and also your emotions and your, your approach to investing and what you're comfortable and not comfortable with. 
And we want to reevaluate that color money risk analysis over time because generally people get more conservative as they get further into retirement. So it's an, a simple way for us to categorize your retirement assets into what we call red, yellow, and green money and give you an easy way to see how your assets should be allocated based on your risk tolerance. Yeah. I love that color of money concept, Jeff, because you know why I love it so much? Because I, it's simple enough for me to understand. <laughs> Even I can understand it. The uneducated masses, which I refer to as myself. Uh, and that's, uh, <laughs> or just uneducated mass in my in my situation. But you uh, are here. That's why you're educated to help us. I know we've talked about it before, but explain the differences. What do you mean by red, yellow, and green money? Yeah. And Tony, I, I want to compliment you. I've, your your use of crayons and your outline for our show every week always impresses me. I've never seen 64 crayons do so much work. It's beautiful. I like to try to use all the colors each week. Yeah. <laughs> Diversification. Yep. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Tie it in. So the, let's go back. Red money. Those are assets that are subject to risk. They can go up and they can go down and you don't know what they're going to do over time. So red money has its place in our portfolio. We just wanna make sure it has the right place. Yellow money is taking a red asset, for example, a stock or a mutual fund that can go up or down in value and make sure that it's, it's professionally managed, it has a plan, it has a purpose. So it's not randomly picking five or six or 20 stocks that you feel comfortable with. It's having good diversification, having a plan, taking the emotion out of the investing, which is really important. Yeah. And then finally, green money. Those are things that can go up, but not down. You're not going to see them make a 20% return overnight. It's They're going to be the steady eddy investments, if you will. Um, so not as much growth potential, but that's your defense in your retirement income plan and your spend down strategy that we can put together for you. So. Right. Taking the color money risk analysis again, that's the first step. Go to our website, financialpaladin.com, click color of money at the top, answer those 11 questions and find out what your personal risk tolerance score is. And if you have a ring around your finger, make sure that your, your spouse takes that as well so you know how you compare. Yeah. And that seems like a great resource. Uh, what are some other tips for people who want to build a secure retirement when a bear market looms on the horizon? Yeah, it's, it's also an opportunity to look at your investments again and weed out potentially ones that don't make sense for you. So sure. what, what we don't want to do is hit the panic button and just because something went down in value, we throw that out, but reevaluate how, to, how does that fit into your portfolio going forward? Yeah, I think that sounds great. You want to avoid that awkward assortment of investments that you can effectively follow and manage and avoiding awkwardness, you know, Jeff, is one of my main goals. Yeah, right? yeah, it, it is. It, it, it's a daily a goal job. for me. It has to be. <laughs> it's a struggle for me. I don't do so well, but hey. But yeah, one of our goals at Paladin Financial is helping our clients accomplish their income goals by providing them access to tools to help them align their risk tolerance and their assets in changing situations. So while it's important to pay attention to the damage that bear markets inflict, it's also important to remember what happens after bear market you know, over time, stocks have a good chance to recover losses suffered during a downturn if you're well diversified. So we want to stay on top of things and adjust your plan over time. But it doesn't mean you can't lose money. But if you're if you have your assets allocated correctly and those buckets perform differently over different periods of time, you can adjust where you take your income from to get the most out of what you have. Yeah. Well, that's it, Jeff. I'm calling it. 
All we're right. Out. I'm going to call this one. We're out of time for this week's show. But before we go, you covered a lot of information. Before we go, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Our phone number is 877-219-3199. And you can visit us online at financialpaladin.com. And we look forward to speaking with you. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.